Uh, as you can see from the title, today I'll be telling you guys how to socialize. No, this isn't another one of those shadow guides that tell you to be yourself, be more confident, or not overthink. This is a guide writ- well, written down by an introvert who had big trouble socializing and spent years figuring out how to be really good at it. So I'm saying this specifically for you who blank out in social settings and don't know what to say, especially around new people. Here's how to socialize. But first, let me say that I like socializing. I like talking to people. But I feel safe when I talk into my phone or my microphone, you know? I feel like talking to the phone is just more fun than talking to other people. I mean, that's an introvert move right there. Well, this is why I want to help y'all to not become like me, okay? I'm a bad role model. So without further ado, here's how to socialize. Number one is to make small talk, but don't get stuck in it. I used to dread small talk. This was before I understood that it's not as useless as I had thought. One small talk does have a purpose. Two strangers need to warm up and just talk about something while they get used to each other. The topic isn't that important and therefore it doesn't have to be that interesting. We just have to say something and it's actually better if it's everyday and mundane because then it takes the pressure off to say smart things. What is important is to show that you are friendly and approachable. That makes people comfortable around you. If you want to get to know people, you have to make small talk first. You can't start off right off the bat with, what's the purpose of your life? But if I make mundane small talk, people would think I'm boring. Only if you get stuck in small talk. But making a few minutes of mundane small talk is not boring. It's normal and makes people feel comfortable around you. It signals that you are friendly. Later in this episode, I will talk about how to switch from shallow small talk into interesting conversation where you will actually start bonding. Number two, focus on what's around you. Instead of being in your own head thinking about what to say next or what people might think of you, focus on the conversation and your surroundings. Example, thoughts start coming up like, is my posture weird? They won't like me. See that as a cure to consciously choose to focus on the surrounding or conversation, like you focus when a movie captures you. When you do, you will get less self-conscious, and the more you focus on the conversation, the easier it is to add to it. 3. Figure out what people are passionate about. People will see you as interesting if they think talking to you is interesting. I think... I will think less about what you can say to sound interesting and more about how you can make the conversation interesting for the both of you. In other words, gravitate toward passions and interests. Here's how to do it in practice. Ask them what they like the most about their job or whatever their subject, what subject you like the most in school. If they don't seem to like their job or any subject in school, ask them what they like doing when they're free. If they mention something in passing that seems to be interesting to them, ask more about that. You mentioned something about a festival. What festival was that? Like that. You often get short replies to your first question, and that's normal. That follow-up to number four, ask follow-up questions. People most often only reply shortly to your first question because 
They don't know if you're just asking to be polite. To show that you want to talk about something, ask a follow-up question. What do you do more specifically? Wait, how does kite surfing actually work? Do you go to festivals often? This shows that you're sincere and people dare to go deeper into talking about what they are passionate about. Uh, but it's not only about asking the questions. 5. Share about yourself. I used to make the mistake of only asking questions. That made me come off as an interrogator. Share bites of information about yourself. It shows that you are a real person. It's uncomfortable for strangers to open up about themselves knowing nothing about you. It's not true that people only want to talk about themselves. It's back and forth conversations that make people bond. Here are some examples of sharing a little bit about yourself. In a conversation about work, yeah, I used to work in restaurants as well, and it was exhausting, but I'm happy I did it. In a conversation about surfing, I love the ocean. My grandparents live close to the water in Florida, so I was there often as a shop, but I never learned to surf because the waves aren't good there. In a conversation about music, I listen a lot to electronic music. I want to go to this festival in Europe called Sensation, or something like that. If you don't come up with something to relate to, it's fine. Don't put pressure on yourself. Just make it a habit to share something every once in a while so they gradually get to know you better. Then after you have made your statement, you can ask them a related question or they might ask you something about what you just said. 6. Have many small interactions. Make small interactions as soon as you have the chance that will over time make talking to people less scary. Say hi to the bus driver, ask the cashier how she's doing, ask the waiter what he would recommend, etc. This is called habituation. The more we do something, the less scary it gets. If you're shy, introverted, or have social anxiety, this is extra important as socializing might not come natural to you. 7. Don't write people off so soon. I used to assume that people were quite shallow. In reality, it was because I didn't know how to get past the small talk. During small talk, everyone seems shallow. It's only what, when you've asked about someone's interest that you'll know if you have something in common. Before writing someone off, you can see it as a little mission to discover what they're interested in. 8. Have an approachable body language. When we get nervous, it is easy to tense up. It makes us break eye contact and tense our facial muscles. People won't understand that you're nervous. They might just think that you don't want to talk. Practice keeping a little more eye contact that you're used to. Cashier, bus driver, random encounters. Smile when you greet people. If you tense up, relax your muscles in your face so you look relaxed and approachable. You can try in the mirror. You don't need to smile all the time. That can come off as nervous or weird or psychopathy. But smile whenever you shake someone's hand or when someone says something funny. 9. Don't overthink if you look silly or dumb. Here's a quote I saw. I have the tendency to overthink everything. Therefore, I usually don't say anything at all in fear that it may come out sounding stupid. I'm jealous of the people who can talk about anything to anyone. I wish I was more like that. Well, in reality, people don't think more about what you say than you think about what they say. When was the last time you were thinking that person says dumb weird things all the time? I can't remember ever thinking that. 
But let's say that someone really does think that you said something stupid. Isn't that okay? Isn't it completely fine that someone at some point think you're a real idiot? Here's how to start worrying about saying dumb things in its sense. Be aware that people think about what you say as little as you think about what they say. If someone thinks you're weird, that is okay. The goal of life isn't to make everyone think you're normal. 10. If you worry that people will judge you, it could be that it's really you who judge yourself. We who are more self-conscious often worry excessively about sounding dumb or weird. After studying behavioral existence, uh, I learned that this is often a symptom of uh, low self-esteem or social anxiety. Wait, what? No, I studied behavioral science, not existence, sorry. What is wrong with me today? In other words, when it feels like others judge us, really, we who judge ourselves. What's the best way to stop judging ourselves? To talk to ourselves like we would talk to a good friend. Scientists call this self-compassion. When you feel judged by people, pay attention to how you talk to yourself, replace negative self-talk with more supportive. Example. Instead of thinking, I made a joke and no one laughed. There's seriously something wrong with me. You can replace that with something like, most people make jokes that no one laughs at. It's just that I pay more attention to my own jokes. And I can remember several times where people have laughed at my jokes, so there's probably nothing wrong with me. See? That easy. Number 11. Signal when you're about to talk in groups. I often had a hard time making myself heard in social settings and large groups. It helps to speak louder, sure, but there are other things you can do to make people pay attention to you. One trick is to do a movement of your arm just before you start talking in a group. It takes people subconsciously move their attention to you. I do it all the time and it works like magic. There are also many voice exercises you can use that are helpful. 12. We who get nervous socializing often think we need to act flawlessly. In a study, scientists say uh, scientists saw that people in social anxiety are obsessive about not making mistakes in front of others. We believe we need to be perfect in order for people to like us, and flawless in order for people to not laugh at us. In reality, making mistakes makes us human and relatable. Ask yourself, have you ever disliked someone for making a small social mistake? Personally, I only think it makes someone more likable. Small mistakes can make you likable. Saying the wrong name, forgetting a word, making a joke that no one laughs at only makes you relatable. Because everyone's been through the same thing. 13. How to not be boring when socializing. Most people worry that they aren't interesting enough. Telling people cool things you've done doesn't necessarily make you interesting. Those who try to come off as interesting by doing that often comes off as self-absorbed instead. Truly interesting people, on the other hand, are those who are able to hold interesting conversations. In other words, they're able to talk about topics that interest people rather than bragging. 14. Know that people are self-conscious, nervous, anxious, and tend to take things personally out of insecurity. The biggest deal breaker for me was realizing that beneath the calm surface, people are nervous, anxious, and full of self-doubt. Everyone. One in ten has had social anxiety at some point in life. Five out of ten see themselves as shy, and five out of ten don't like the way they look. Let that sink in. The next time you enter a room full of people, remind yourself that beneath the calm surface, 
People are full of insecurities. Simply knowing that people are more nervous than they look can be helpful to feel more comfortable. 15. Put yourself in situations where you meet people. Retail, hotel, server, extracurricular, interest group, volunteers, etc. If you work somewhere where you meet customers or you do volunteer work, you have a never-ending stream of people to practice on. It matters less if you mess up. If you get the chance to practice socializing many times per day, you will be making progress faster than if you only have occasional interactions. Uh, here's a comment I saw on Reddit. After working a crappy job where no one really socialized, I took a job in hospitality with people from all over the world, staff accommodation, and in a small town. Now I'm the sociable, outgoing person I thought I could never be. It helps, doesn't it? 16. Use the 20-minute rule to take the pressure off yourself. I used to dread going to parties because I saw myself being tortured there for hours when I realized that I only had to be there 20 minutes and then leave. It took the pressure off me. Here's another trick they can use to get over this one. And that's number 17. Use the haystack trick to give yourself a break when socializing. Another pressure I had on me was that I felt like I was on stage when I socialized. Like if I had to be an entertaining, fun person all the time and drain my energy. I learned that I could at any point mentally step back and just listen, listen to some ongoing group conversation. Like a haystack. I could just be in the room without in any way having to perform. Having a few minutes of break could go back to being active. Combining this with the 20-minute rule above made socializing more enjoyable to me. 18. Practice a few conversation starters. When you're at an event when we're supposed to socialize, maybe a party, a company event, a class event, can be good to stack up on a few get-to-know questions. Like I talked about earlier, uh, small talk questions shouldn't be clever. You just need to say something to signal that you're friendly and up for socializing. Example, hi, nice to meet you. Um, and then put your name. One, how do you know people here? Where are you from? What brings you here? What made you choose to study the subject or slash working here? What do you like the most about? And what you talked about? Like I said earlier, small talks is about gravitating toward interests and passions. Also, in between your questions, you share bits and pieces about yourself. 19. How to start a conversation with someone one-on-one. Here's how I recently started talking with a stranger. 1. I comment on something in our surroundings. For example, when you meet each other, for example, at dinner, it could be that someone looks really good. In school, it could be, do you know when the next class will start? Instead of trying to fake something to say, just let out my internal thoughts and questions. As I said before, it is okay if it's mundane. 2. I ask slightly personal questions. At the party, it could be, how do you know people here? Or what do you do? Or where are you from? Here, I make some small talk about the topic we're on by asking follow-up questions or sharing something about myself. 3. I gravitate toward interests. What do you want to do after school? How come you want to go into politics? And stuff like that. 20. How do you approach a group of strangers? Often at social events, everyone stands in groups. I used to be intimidated by this, but here's what helped me relax. Remind yourself that even if everyone looks super involved, 
Most people there just have walked up to a random group and feel as out of place as you do. Small groups. If you walk up to two to three strangers, they usually acknowledge you after 10 to 20 seconds by looking at you or giving you a smile. When they do smile back, press on yourself and ask a question. You should prepare a question that fits the situation. So I can say something like, hi, um, and then Tuan, I'm Tuan, and then shake hand. How do you know each other? Now, large groups. Listen in on the conversation rather than being in your head trying to come up with something to say. Ask a sincere question about the topic or make a thoughtful addition rather than trying to break in with your own new topic. Good to know. Whenever you approach group conversation, don't crash the party, but listen in and make a thoughtful addition. It's not weird to walk up to a group even if you stand there quietly for a minute as long as you look like you listen. Pay attention and you'll start noticing that everyone does it all the time. If people ignore you first, it's not because they hate you, it's because they're caught up in the conversation. You probably do the same without knowing if you're really into a conversation. It's easy to tense up and forget to smile. That can make you look hostile. If you have a tendency to frown when you get nervous, consciously reset and relax your facial expression. And lastly, 21. What to do if part of you wants to socialize but another part just wants to avoid people? I often felt torn between wanting to meet people and also just wanting to be my myself. If you spend lots of time alone, ease into it, read at a cafe, sit in the park, etc. Socialize based on your interests. Join a group that does something you're into, it's easier to socialize with people who like to talk about the same things you do. Don't put the pressure on you that you should turn people into friends, just focus on practicing back and forth conversations. Well, there you go, this is the end of my episode and I hope you guys had a great lesson. This is a lesson on how to socialize. If you liked it, please like, subscribe and share. Jenna Dog will say thank you and goodbye.